Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Monday morning. We're going to get this Monday show rolling here shortly. Hopefully, you're having an outstanding day. My goal today is to help you start your week out bright. Get things going in a good and positive way. I wonder if I could turn my other lights on. Don't mind me as I'm still trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing today. Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with DSE. I'm your host, Dwayne. Got a good show for you today. Got some topics we're going to hit. We'll jump into that in a little bit. But first, I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who has gone through a traumatic experience and developed some tips and techniques that help me get through this that I hope that I can share with you to help you get do the same. Get your life back. Break that cycle of abuse. Repair the damage. If you have kids, hopefully strengthen the relationship with them. Be careful throwing around diagnoses, which is something I'm actually going to be talking about a little more detail today. Only a clinician in a clinical environment can do that. You get yourself in trouble whenever you start playing therapist. However, it's good to understand the personality traits of different issues so you know what to look forward, forward to. <laughs> look for. And... Uh, and then how to deal with that. If you like what I have going on here and you want to support this and keep it going, you can do that by becoming a channel member over at YouTube. Just go to the main Dad Surviving Divorce page, scroll on down to join and become a member. If you're level two and above at the end of the show, I will recognize you guys. The other thing is, is uh, that You Get to Be You podcast series is coming up. It will be uh, coming up next week, if I remember correctly. You can still sign up for that. There's a link for it down in the description box and in the show notes of the podcast. You can just head on over to yougettobeyou.com slash Dwayne. Well, good morning, everybody. Hopefully, you're doing an, doing outstanding. I'm a... Uh, my, my, my system, or my, one of my phones, the one I use to do some other stuff with, decided to reboot last night. And when I went to turn it on, it's like, hey, guess what? It's a brand new thing. You get to start over from scratch. I'm like, not right this second I am. It's amazing how that stuff just kind of uh, just, just, just happens every once in a while. Man, hopefully you guys are doing great. I got a few people in here today trying to get my, my little setup here going well. Let me see if I can get that. All right, so things are starting to work, which is great. I did not realize that Shell of a Crab was from the, from the UK. Well, welcome, you guys. I would love to see who where everyone's from. So anyone who's on here live, hell, even if you want to put this later, uh, just say in the comments where you're from. One of the things I wanted to hit today... I got a, a voicemail through the website. I'm going to show this real quick. If you guys go to the DSD or Dad's Fighting Divorce website, in the right, right little banner, there's send a voicemail. And if you scroll down, there's another button to do that where it gives you not, uh, the ability to basically send me a voicemail. So over the weekend, I received one from a, from a lady who is just still in a relationship, still married, starting to go through that epiphany stage where they're looking for answers on what they're dealing with. So they're starting to see the personality traits, the behavioral characteristics, and they're going, oh my God, this is what I'm dealing with. But what happened in this particular person's situation is their not ex, their spouse, has noticed or basically probably either looked at their, their history on their computer or even more nefariously have a keylogger or something on and knows everything that uh, they're, they're looking at and basically sent them an email saying, you shouldn't be labeling people and you shouldn't be calling people narcissists and the person's freaking out right rightfully so right because one thing i always say 
and I think a lot of people say, the last thing you want to do is tell the person what you that you know what they are, that you suspect them or or you're convinced that they are a certain personality trait or type. So this person's obviously in a panic mode because they're in the early stages of this. And what one thing I want to hit, first thing is you do need to be very careful, like I just said, of what you tell the person. The second thing is, is be very careful of your system access and your emails, your browser history, all of that type of stuff. I would, I used to, I think I made, I don't know if I made a video about this back in the day or not, but I would highly encourage everyone who's in that mode to change passwords, turn on two factor authentication. So that way you just can't log in on another remote device and just do it easily. It's like, okay, I know the password so I can type it in and it just connects this other device without notification or anything like that. I think for the most part, all the systems have for the most part fixed that. But if you had a device that you had multiple connectivity with, then that could already be established. And if you're unaware, what that means is, is if you have like, let's say, I'm not sure about Android, but I know on iPhone, if someone logs in with uh, an account on a different phone and they log in with your Apple ID, they now see your messages. If they know your, you know, your email stuff, they can see your emails. I mean, they could pretty much see everything that's going on. So just make sure that you change your passwords and turn on to factor authentication. And what that means is, I mean, the short version, I mean, I'm not going to go through the text, you know, you need to look it up, but basically what happens is, is you, when you go to log in on a device, not change your password, but when you go to log in, it will actually send and text a code or send an email to another system, you know, another device. So you have to validate it. So for instance, if I go to sign in, uh, like for instance, that other phone, when I go to finally sign into that thing, the first time I sign into it, it's going to notify my other devices saying, Hey, a new device is logging into your account. Do you authorize it? Were you aware of it? This is where it did it at. You got to be a little careful of that because sometimes, you know, it'll say it's in some other state and it's just because of the way the routing of the network goes. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, it's in, you know, Kansas or something and you're, it's not really so. But I would definitely encourage you to make sure you have some privacy. Clear your browser history, you know, do incognito, that type of stuff. But, but, um, which then leads into the other thing, like on YouTube. Some people use their real names on these type of channels, and they don't even think about the fact that they're, you know, it's out there, so somebody else could find that. So you'll notice if you look in the chat and in the comments, oftentimes it's, it's different names. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm looking right now, it's like a lone parent ire. Uh, we got flying free, P.O.P., you know, divorce Papa, you can come up with another name. And I mean, actually, I even know people who have fake names that look like real names. Uh, just be aware of that. There's a way to, to go in and change either YouTube, your YouTube name and, uh, get that set up. And even YouTube has two factor authentication. Now I don't, like I said, I don't want to turn this into a a, you know, a, a big tech discussion, but you need to be aware of that. And if your spouse or your ex has some computer skills, there's a good chance that they're going to be trying to read your emails, looking at your text messages, looking at your Facebook posts, all those type of things. All right. So that was my, my intro part of this. I just wanted to hit and, uh, hopefully well, let me back up. The second part of that is a person's like, what to do? Okay. 
I don't know the detail of what the email was sent saying, hey, you shouldn't call people stuff. It sounds like it was a pretty long email. Take a deep breath. Don't make a big deal of it out of it. Because if the person doesn't really understand everything, they might just say, hey, don't call me that. You know, you don't, you know, whatever. Just try to uh, make um, a minor little issue out of it. And I would say just don't draw any more attention to it. And do everything I just said to protect yourself, to make sure you have private communications. I'm actually even reluctant to, to email this person back. Because my gut feeling is, is that their system has been compromised. And they even said they're not sure. Because I don't know if, if they have access to my phone, to my email, to my computer. So it makes it, it, makes it a lot more complicated. All right. So phone lines are open. 1-424-373-5483 if you want to participate. Or 1-424-DSD-LIVE. As far as I know, that part's working. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if someone calls. <laughs> I think I'm going to use look through here. I just had some people uh, comment. So we got, I'm going to go backwards. We have, we have Ireland, Philadelphia, Virginia Beach, Colorado, California, Fort Worth, Texas, Ontario, Canada, Atlanta, UK. Appreciate it. It's uh, 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 Australia. We got people from all over the place. I know there's more. The numbers we got more people dropping in. Anyways, let me uh, let me scroll around. Uh, Debbie had posted the link on. If that works correctly, you guys will have to let us know. DC was asking how to change your name. Uh, I made a little cheat sheet of links and stuff, and that should take you to the area to change your channel name if you want to. So that will uh, fix that for you. I've had people in the past who've done that live. It's like they, you know, they start out as Bill and then they come back as Ted, Bill and Ted. <laughs> I, I, okay, I have to pause for a moment. Has anyone, s- that, that new Bill and Ted movie, I actually bought uh, uh, the, the, the pack I haven't seen those in for. I have not seen those movies in years. It's. I mean, they're stupid movies, but it was funny. And and to be perfectly honest, on the new one, I thought it was hilarious to see Keanu Reeves reprise that role. Watching him looking, going, you know, he's played the Matrix, you know, Neo in the Matrix. He's John Wick. He's done all these other movies, and he's playing. What Ted, Bill and Ted, I gotta get it right. <laughs> it was it was a good laugh. And on that, I hope you guys had a decent uh you know maybe a little less stressful weekend than normal. All right. Um let's see. It looks like I might have a caller here in a minute. I'll jump to that. Wanna just hit Last Friday, if you guys saw the show, I had Chris Godinez from We Need to Talk with Chris Godinez on. I think we had a pretty good conversation. That hour just flew by, flew by. And I'm actually going to do a pre-recorded show with her for her channel tonight. We're going to do that tonight, and it should post tomorrow. As soon as I know, uh, or as soon as it goes live, I'll send you guys out a link so you can check that out. We're going to talk about, or the plan is, we're going to talk about parental alienation, and then, uh, and then some other issues. So it should be. Um, let me see if I can pull up my notes real quick. If I can get this part to log in, and Ted Theodore Logan, <laughs> Bill S. Preston. Thank you, Volser. <laughs> what is it? I'm trying to remember. It's uh you know, be excellent to everyone and party on dudes. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so we're going to talk about parental alienation. Uh, and also we're planning on talking about leaving an abuser, going to court custody, et cetera. So should be a good discussion. Actually, you know, I mean, it's, I'm looking forward to it. So it should be, uh, should be a, a a good time. So we're not doing that live. 
we still got to figure out all the all the stuff on that. I was really, to be honest, I was surprised of how well that technologically that show went because I hadn't tried that before. I hadn't tried running a Skype call, pulling it into the system. That's how I did that. If you're curious, I, I brought her on through Skype. The software I use will use uh, that as an NDI type interface to pull it in. And then I just using my switching software to switch it around. It was pretty cool. Hey, the wise chat manager made it in. Awesome. You must be just getting ready to end your day. If I remember correctly. Anyway. Oh, so Will says that was a, I'm not sure if Will's saying that was a good show as in like the movie was a good show or the Friday show was good. So, Oh, Duke of uh, Othia, if I'm saying that right, says my narc ex logged into my email and forwarded herself my AA step one, two, ooh, meant for my sponsor. I assume she was collecting evidence to use against me. Um, man, see, that's the thing, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, that's a tough one and you got to be really careful on having that uh, having uh, your private communications compromised, for lack of a better word. So, Will says, let me see if I can pop this up on the screen. It says, people say you shouldn't talk to your kids about what happened until either they are in their late teens or until they come to you talk about. What are your thoughts on this? I would agree with that. And the reason is, or the problem is, is children want to love both parents. And oftentimes, whenever you get into these discussions and you start going into the details, they are, hold on a second, they are, uh, they're torn between the two and depending between the two of you. And depending on what you say and depending on how you communicate it, most of the time, not always, but I'll say a lot of the time, a lot of the time what happens is they might even listen to you at that particular moment, but then as it, as they think about it, it basically gets, that conversation gets weaponized against you. And the next thing you'll notice, or the next thing that, that happens is you're being painted as the person or painted as a person who is just bad mouthing. The other parent is just bitter and angry and blowing things out of proportion, and it and actually hurts your credibility. So I personally would not encourage you to talk, or anybody to talk to their kids in detail about what's going on. And even if they come up to you and they're, they're leaning forward maybe a little bit more, saying that uh, things are wrong, and, and it's like you're getting that, that, that feeling... Like, okay, they get it. Now's my chance. Now's my opportunity to lean forward to share a little bit more information and uh, spread some light. Ah, spread. Shine. Shine some light into the dark recesses to, to expose what's going on. Guys, what I'll tell you is I've done that, and it was a mistake. So tread very lightly on that. Now, if the kids that come back older, you know, they're adults, or maybe they're like close to being off the thing and they're like, Hey, I don't understand what happened. What's up with this? Just be very, very careful. That's why I always say it's better for a, I don't know, like a therapist or somebody to help them through that as opposed to it being you because you're, we're biased. I mean, even, even if we're trying not to be, they're going to, everyone's going to assume that you are. So just be very cautious with that. So that's my uh, my take on that. Lark says, I thought any information that was private and fraudulently accessed is just showing proof of a crime. Potentially. Well, that's the other thing. Just to be, uh, just to throw that out there to everybody. Technically, it is, I think it might even be a felony, to illegally access account an account that's not yours. Now, if you're married still there, I'm sure there would be other excuses on it, but, uh, 
So one, I guess on the flip side, be really careful if you're doing that. <laughs> Don't be like, I have all this information that I, I gain from compromising your account. Yeah, be careful of that. But uh, that is a great point, Lark. Uh, it depends. It's going to depend on, on your local areas and stuff. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go to, to a call. I have two callers. So I'm going to grab the first one, who is a web interface. It says married, uh, married parents, three months post-divorce with child care access now beginning to impact. So I'm going to bring that on. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, Dwayne. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good, good. It's, uh, I can honestly say thank you for all you're doing. Uh, this is, well, I've never actually rang into uh, anything before. Um, so, yeah, it means a lot, really, you know, really means a lot. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. So what's going on in your situation? Uh, quick backstory. So I'm three months out of a 10-year extremely dysfunctional relationship. Um, whereby um, having perspective now, it follows all of these uh, patterns of behavior that you describe. Right. Um, it happened very quickly. Um, and after about five months, I'd ended the relationship, and I got a call to say that she was pregnant, and I was sucked back in that way. And then from there, um, I've spent the next 10 years uh, going through a sort of three-monthly cycle of thinking everything's fine, trying to get accountability, um, getting nothing but confusion, yeah. and then feeling like it was all my fault. And then I would basically end the relationship, try and get away, be sucked back in, and that's sort of gone on, as I say, for 10 years. Uh, I have two daughters. Um, it culminated most recently, as I say, about three months ago, in quite a a brutal discard whereby um, one minute everything was fine and then I just got uh, lost contact and didn't know what was going on, although it had happened previously. And uh, that brought me to my knees, really. Um, and at the point I exited um, you know, that relationship, I... Uh, Assumed that it was all my responsibility. Uh, it was absolutely all my fault. She uh, deserved the right to choose a better future. Uh, and that's where it was, really. Um, I engaged in therapy. Uh, and, and thankfully, through some good fortune, really, and just picking up on a few words from a few well-meaning people, um, started to piece it together. And like the fog people talk about the fog and it's, it's, it's absolutely accurate as that started to clear um, a few words ran through my mind and I started to explore that further and further um, and then the grim reality uh, dawned upon me and uh, I've gone through feelings of complete dread fear, not knowing what was going to happen um, I've gone through a process of changing my locks Checking yeah. my phone. It's interesting you mentioned um, protecting your um, your uh, internet usage, etc. I had a gut feeling that my phone was being monitored uh, after I accidentally dropped my phone and cracked the screen and didn't use it for about 24 hours. And I had umpteen messages from the ex saying, are you okay? Why aren't you answering, etc., etc." And so I had this sort of intuition that Possibly something was going on there as at the same time she was mirroring everything I was doing to a T really in ways that you would not be able to know unless you had some sort of access. So all I would say to people without becoming completely paranoid is if you suspect something's on your phone, it is very easy to upload um, various software apps yeah. that um, you give people full control of that person's phone. So if you suspect it, format your phone um, because yeah. it is a possible way in. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and, and you brought up, you know, I mean, I think one of the hardest parts on this, well, there's so many hard parts, right? I mean, it, it, but 
The hardest part is whenever the discard happens, even though effectively it really probably happened before, but when the person finally decides that you're not worthy of them trying to convince you of their, of their narrative anymore or of their fantasy, it ends in a second. I mean, it's like just, it's like one second they're at least trying and the next second it's like, you're nothing. And, and, and that, and I'm sure that's probably one of the things that was really driving you crazy is you have this 10 year relationship, even though it was not the greatest, but in a, in an instant, it's like you probably felt like you didn't even exist anymore. Does that sound about right? Yeah, there was definitely that. And as I say, as as my mental health deteriorated Mm -hmm. at at that particular point, there have been a lot of projection over the years. Um, But funnily enough, I met this person when I was working within a mental health um, hospital. Oh, great. So it's slightly ironic there. Um, But as I say, over the years, there's been a lot of projection, and she's mentioned toxic relationships. She, um, oh, yeah, definitely. She managed to project onto me that I had a personality disorder, and I went for a psychiatric assessment, and he sort of very quickly laughed me out of there. And I, I remember thinking, I remember thinking, what does he know? I, I must have one. You, you know, I was absolutely convinced. Um, so, yeah, as I say, swinging it back to the point of discard, it was just a complete lack of closure. I'd spent so long trying to keep a family together in whatever form. Oh, yeah. The priority was to not let the kids come from a, you know, a broken, broken family, home, so yeah. to speak. And, and that was my absolute priority. And, um, I worked harder and harder and harder to try and keep that um, my reality. Um, when in reality, um, you look back and you think that in itself was um, um, an unachievable goal. But uh, since the realization of what I'm actually dealing with, thankfully, it was a you know a few weeks after this final discard. Um, I remember at my lowest ebb. Just speaking to her, saying, "You know, can we just can you just let me know what's going on?" And she she said, "I'm not in a position to be definitive." And it was almost, um, yeah. as I say, as I as as, as my um, condition deteriorated, she almost became more elated, and her social media posts became more extravagant, and oh, of course, all that sort of stuff. Um, but as I say, yeah, I. I thankfully realized quite quickly after this discard and started putting down strong boundaries in, in place. And then, you know, she sort of came back with the sort of attempts at hoovering, that kind of thing. Oh, of course. Um, and then it's, it, it's been a real sort of battle to, to maintain those boundaries and try and move forward uh, sensibly, really, trying to focus on the children. Well, it's tough, right? I mean, you, you have this 10-year history. You're still probably struggling. I think we we all for a while struggle with not wanting to accept the reality and hoping that the fantasy could be true or hope that they can change or hope that you're not actually going through this. So it makes it really, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes it, it, it's tough and it screws with your head and you're you're dealing with, you know, this range of emotions Plus trying to, like you said, hold on to these firm boundaries, which good for you for doing that. Cause that's really hard to do, especially when they start hoovering back because they, you know, they know you, they know what they can say. They, they and they know what they normally can do to try to get under your skin or, or at least try to get you back in. But I, I'm glad you're recognizing it because a lot of people, when they do that, then the Hoover starts, basically the love bombing starts again and they they basically try to suck you back in, and it's real easy for that to happen because this is not fun, right? I mean, this is this whole situation is a is is a nightmare, and you don't want to be living it. And it's you know your brain and your mind will mess with you, making you second guess things. So I mean, at least now, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. Show, it, it show it shows you the the power of that. Yeah, their um, tactics really. I mean, um, 
a separate issue I have at the moment is the fact that my parents are completely enmeshed in this scenario. And I quickly realized that as I tried to explain my reality, they were not able to process it um, or understand it. Process right? that. And so now I have my parents who are pretty much. Uh, is on Team Narc. Instead of allowing us to sort of separate, they're pretty much over there getting pulled in and walking in the park, and lots of pictures are going up. And it's, um, you know, that's become quite complex, really. Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, you, 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 I think one of the things, especially early on, is you're looking, you're looking for validation. I mean, that's what's great about channels like this, right? I mean, you 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 find information that that directly correlates to what you're going through, but then but you're also looking for it in your personal life. And when somebody that should be in your camp, that should be in your camp, even if you're wrong, right? That's kind of what you always think. It's like, you know, blood is thicker than water. You know, family's going to side on you, and then they don't, or they don't believe you. It screws with your head because you're like, well, am I blowing this out of proportion? Is it real? Is it, you know, is it mm-hmm. that you know that type of thing? And it really messes with you. So, so here's the thing. I, just want, I mean, I hope you know this. It's like, hey, this stuff happens. Your own family can become flying monkeys uh, or stick their nose in where they shouldn't. Believe what you know, right? Believe in your gut what you know is true. Stick with the boundaries and, and just stay on course. And understand that your ex, well, all narcissistic type people are going to try to recruit people in in uh, your team on your team to, to switch sides. And it's, it's just, unfortunately it's a common thing. And when it happens, it really sucks. And people who are on our side can actually do a lot of damage to us, but just don't lose sight of what you know is real. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's accepting what is really, um, I've sort of spoke out and, and I have a brother and a sister that are, are absolutely um, on board. Okay, good. So to speak. But unfortunately, my parents are too close in that respect, and they are um, unable to unable to you know see the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason, just swinging it back to the main reason I, I uh, contacted you is I'm not. I, you know, I, I never married this person. We got engaged, but we never actually married. Oh wow! Okay. So, so in terms of child care, uh, child care, as I'm led to believe, parental uh, parental responsibility, um, we both have that. And now I'm trying to fight for the fifty fifty access, which I've always provided, um, but now sort of um, stricter conditions are being applied or attempting to be applied. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so it, I suppose. The difficulty is at what point do you take the legal process as opposed to trying to just negotiate it through? Well, um, no, that's a good question. And it, the the problem is, I mean, okay, th- that's a good example of a double bind, right? Because there's no good answer on it. If if you're able mm-hmm. to, I mean, if you're getting time, I mean, if, if you're seeing your kids and they're for the most part, you know, like let's say you're kind of looking for 50-50 and you're getting 50-50, then it's not so dire that you need to do something quick. However, if the ex is constantly interfering with you being able to see your children and it's becoming more and more of a problem, at some point you're going to have to to dip your toe into the legal system because that's the only way that it's really going to get forced. And... I mean, it's, it's tough because the best solution would be to try to stay as far away from family court as possible to come up. If you guys do need to get, well, you're not divorced. So technically you don't have to deal with that part of it. So that, that helps, that helps you a lot actually. So, well, let me ask you this. How much are you seeing your kids or how much are you able to interact with them now? So as, as I say, I've been actively involved in their care for well above sort of 50%. Um, I've rearranged my working schedule, et cetera. And, and okay. since um, COVID kicked in, I mean, I'm a nurse, um, but I um, am able to manage my own hours so I can 
tailor it around what's required. So I've, I've been very fortunate at this stage. Okay. I have been, um, it's been every other week, so 50-50. Oh, all right. And then typically what would happen is because she works, when, um, when she's due to look after the kids, she would take them to my parents' house um, and they would have them for probably a significant part of her week. Wow. Um, but, but now as schools approach um, and things are swinging back to a normality um, with regards to COVID, etc., cetera, um, she's, uh, she's starting to um, try to influence how much I, how much I see them. So it's, it's starting with laterally. It, it, what we had agreed was sort of every other week as normal, and now it's becoming... You can see them Wednesday to Sunday, um, which sounds fine every other week. But what's been happening over the past sort of three, four weeks is that every time it comes to me uh, to collect the children, the kids are running up to me about that they've got this amazing event to go to and it's somebody's per- a birthday party. And so my concerns are that those days that I'll have will also then be encroached on. So I'll probably end up with maybe three days, two, three days every two weeks, which, um, you, you so, know, is a concern really. Yeah. The, the tough part about that, especially as kids get older is st- stuff like that's typically going to happen. Right. I mean, so, I mean, sometimes it's, it's the ex trying to plan a bunch of stuff on top of your time to, to interfere. And sometimes it's just the kids being, that age and wanting to go hang out with their friends or do whatever activity the the reality is, I mean, so, so you really have to basically look at it and say, okay, how much do you want to, to, to push it? Right. I mean, obviously I know what you want. You want it to be easy. You want it to be the set time. You don't want to have a lot of discussion with it. You don't want to have a lot of argument. You just want, if it's Monday to Monday, you just do Monday to Monday and be done with it. And, and as you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the problem, and, and here's the thing, realistically, even if you had that, if you had a court order that said that more than likely, she's still going to try to do the same thing. Oh, well, the kids have, you know, they have a, a, uh, whatever they're doing this event over at so-and-so's house or so-and-so's birthday on, on your time. They should just stay with me instead of that. I mean, even if you had an order more than likely your ex will try to mess with it just because that's typically what they try to do. So it just, it, it really comes mm-hmm. down to if it's, so, so here's the deal. If it's really, if it's one of those things where you're like, okay, in the grand, in the big picture, this is a problem. Then your only option is really going to be to get a custody order done. And, you know, I mean, and you could, tr- you could try to do this and say, Hey, look, you know, uh, I need to be able to do my schedule. I need to know when I'm going to have the kids, when I'm not going to have the kids, I want the fifth, you know, I, you know, the plan we were doing before, let's just write it down saying the schedule is this to this. We both can plan on it. We both know when we're going to work. We both know when we need day, you know, childcare or whatever. And I mean, attempt to do it that way. Now, if you're dealing with a high conflict person, which you more likely are, they're going to mess with it just because they like the fight. But the, the problem is, is that right now you have no, you have no, order that says the way things are going to go. I mean, realistically, you know, if you kept the kids or you had the kids and you're like, yeah, you know, they have things. See, the problem is, is we don't do shit stuff like that. Sorry. We don't do stuff like that. So we're not going to sit there and hold the kids and go, okay, well, all right. You know, they go back to their, the other parent on Monday. So I'm going to schedule, you know, ballet lessons or singing lessons or something, you know, with my friend who's, you know, whatever. So it has to be me to try to do it. I mean, it's just like, we don't think those ways. Or if something does come up, you, you tell the other parent, this is what I tried to do sometimes until I finally just stopped talking to her at all. Hey, this thing's coming up. Can, you know, can we do it? And uh, the answer is always no, right? Nope. Nope. That's my time. You can do that on your time. <laughs> you know, I mean, stupid stuff like that. So it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough, right, man. And I, and I know it's a, you're kind of in that tough position. So, you know, I mean, I don't know how Ireland is for, for child custody and child support. You know, maybe she's playing this because she's thinking that, uh, okay, if I can establish that I have more time, it means more money. 
I don't know if that's really what you're dealing with or if it's just that, you know, you want that she thinks you want the kids 50% of the time. And no, you know, I'm going to mess with it just because I can. It's really tough. And, and here's the other thing I just want to say on this is the kids aren't going to realize this, right? The kids are not going to going to understand the dynamics that's going to go on. And if you get upset about it or make an issue of it because the other parent's going to prime them for it and you're like, hey, it's my, you know, hey guys, I want to see you. And it'll be like, that's my time. You know, why are you making it about you? It's about me and stuff. I mean, I've had that happen. I've had a longer version of that conversation with my middle daughter a couple of times when, when the ex did exactly that. Scheduled something on top of something. I tried to accommodate it, but they were trying to spin it to be bad. I know I haven't really given you a, a good answer, but I hopefully I've given you some stuff to think about. I mean, the real, the reality is if this is really, really bothering you and you need a plan, you're going to have to go to court courts, opening up Pandora's box anywhere in the world. Family court is a mess. And you know, there's all kinds of extra crap that's going on there. So I guess my, my advice would be if it's not that big of a deal realistically to you and you have a good relationship to your kids with your kids, then you just, you really have to decide if, is it worth it to press the button to go down that route? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair point. I hear what you're saying. Um, I suppose the difficulty is, is that without any clear guidelines, um, typically she won't let me know until sort of a day before I'm due to, due to get the kids. So, it, it, there's nothing really clear, in, so it's very difficult to plan whether yeah. it be work or whether it be um, the time you're going to have with your children, really. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, man. I mean, so I, it's like if it's that, and it's like it's become a problem, and even if this turns into a into a you know into a a crapshoot. At least at the end of the day, whatever the visit or whatever the custody or parenting plan is it should be a set schedule. You know, it doesn't mean that they still won't try to screw around with it. Like I said at the beginning, but you know, and that's the thing you have to decide where, okay, this is so much of a pain. I mean, and you can try, you can try to say, Hey Susie, you know, whatever your ex, you know, Hey X, um, you know, we need something on writing. Cause this isn't, this isn't working for me. Let's just figure something out. If not, then we'll have to go to court. I don't want to go to court, but I'll do it if I have to. Right. I mean, and then it's just a matter of, of how much they want to fight and what they want to do. But, but the reality is, is that until you have something on paper that says what is the actual plan that you're, both of you can effectively do whatever you want. Like I said, you could turn around and just not give the kids back and, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're not going to, right. But no, 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 no. you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a problem and, you know, I, Oh, I see divorce Papa says, pick your battles. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, and realistically, I, you know, I mean, it's tough on this one, especially since you're already, or since you're not married. So it's not like you need a divorce per se. And you don't have the uh, a standing order, which means you, I mean, even if you are paying something, you're kind of doing it on your own. You're not being probably court ordered to do it because otherwise you probably have some other plan. It's just making the decision is, is it worth it to go down that road? And honestly, man, you're going to be the only one who really can answer that question. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, I hope that was helpful, and I appreciate you calling. No worries. It's been nice speaking to you. Have a good day. You know, it's it's just, man, these things just, they're so freaking hard, right? I mean, there's always these double binds. There's always these, It's it's not like, a good solution, you know, it's like, I'm going to go buy a new TV and it's like, Oh, I'm going to get the Samsung or I'm going to get the Sony and everything's great. And I'll grab the next caller here in a second. It's more like you can get hit in the right knee with a hammer or you can get hit in the left knee with a hammer. Or if you don't do anything, it's, you're going to get a rock dropped on your foot. I mean, it's like, oh, great. You know, and then you're literally sitting there going, okay, well, you know, all right. So my, you're, you ha- you have to pick the best of the bad situations. And then sometimes you don't even know, you think, you know, what the, what the pitfall is, but you really don't until you go through it. 
And that's like, I'll, I'll, you know, for me on the family court thing, it seemed like every time I turned around and I thought I understood what was going on, as soon as it started going through it, I swear to God, it felt like 90% of the time it was like, oh yeah, you know, the answer is A, which means it's good for you. But, oh, but if you look here on the back page, it has a picture of you and it says, if it's this guy, if it's this guy, then the answer is C and all these other caveats that would make it okay don't don't exist. So, yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you that uh, it doesn't apply to you. God, I had that. I had that happen so many times. I would go through, I would try to figure out what was going on. I'd get all the information. I'm like, okay, I have an understanding of the rules in the playing field. And it was like you you start and then the first thing that happens is boom. It's like, oh, did 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 we forget to tell you there's this wild card that gets lets them do whatever they want, and they have five of them and you have none. So, I don't know if that's a good analogy. Let me look and see what else is going on in the comments before I grab the other caller. Uh, okay, so I talked about that. Okay, and I'll, I'll get I'll get that one after this one. So I'm going to go to the caller. It's a return caller uh, with an update. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Now, see, I did I did make this person wait a long time, so there's a possibility that they're not there. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> no, you were on hold for a while, so I apologize for that. How are things going? I muted out, and I, I forgot I muted. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. So he says you got an update. Oh, um, and so what's going on? Yeah. So as you know, I barely saw the kids this summer because of COVID. Right. And, um, you know, and then we got in front of the judge about two and a half weeks ago, you know, who said basically we secured the time just 10 days, but it's, it's good. Um, they're not sleeping over for various reasons, but, um, you know, she, uh, she didn't like it. She didn't like it. And and it's just it's funny. They don't, they don't like losing control and they show it. It, it eventually comes out, you know, and so you have to make a decision when you're fighting that, you know, and, and this is part of, I think, part of the thinking that goes into the thinking. If I give in, it'll appease them and they'll, they won't give me a hard time, but you never win with that. Nope. But you know, when you start fighting and you start to get some victories, you know you're going to pay for it one way or another. You yeah. know you just know it. But the problem is if you if you don't if you succumb to that thinking and you don't fight, it's gonna it's gonna kill you anyways. Let me let me let me give you the, the, the specifics. Um, so on yesterday, my son started school today. We didn't realize it was going to start so early where I am, and um, you know so kind of caught us off guard. If I would have these ten days unfettered, uninterrupted. Um, but now since he's starting, he actually ends at 12 PM and, um, said that we're going to, she said she's going to give them to me at 1230 and get them at 530. Well, the judge says I was supposed to get them for eight hours. So my lawyer said, no, we're not going to give them back at 530 and give them back at 730. You know, but then she says, well, no, actually my daughter has plans with a friend at 530. So if you're going to insist that she come back. At 7.30, I'm going to have to cancel her plans, and then she's going to know that you ruined her plans with a friend. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about this, too, like how they put the kids in the middle. and Oh, of course. You know, and, like, do I believe that she had plans? Maybe. I don't know. Like, actually, I made plans with the same friend for Tuesday, tomorrow, with my daughter. And the mom, who's good friends with my ex, said fine. Um, and actually, the funny thing about Thing till 7.30 tonight, my ex also said, oh, and by the way, your plans on Tuesday, tomorrow, they won't happen with with my daughter's friend if you if you give me problems tonight. <laughs> Basically saying I'm somehow going to ruin those plans because I'm friends with the other, this child's yeah. um, parent. And so just, just a lot of bad tactics, just, you know, a lot of bad behavior. And my lawyer is now involved step for step, like writing emails every day. Just, you know, he, it's just, he, he doesn't even know. He almost gave up yesterday. I was like, that's fine. We've, we've done well. We had a small, we had a good victory here. He's like, and then he's like, no, you know what? I'm going to write the letter. And he wrote the email and now she's replying. And, you know, I don't know if I should, so the idea I have is, well, 
then you could send over the friend tonight and I'll be with her from, you, you can send her over. I, you know, if she's, if she wasn't going to see her till five thirty, and I'm going to, I want to have until seven thirty, and then this friend can come over for dinner and then I'll send them back. Cause my daughter doesn't have school yet. So they'll probably be staying up late and I'm on the East coast. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, it's just, you know, so now I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this. And, you know, like, like you were just saying with the last caller, you can't really explain to your kids what's happening, you know? Oh, and yeah, she's already done things to make my kids look at me in a negative light. You know, somehow we always end up taking the brunt of it. Uh, you know, like you've said, and you've dealt with this too. Cause it's, you, you don't handle things perfectly. Even when you handle it well, you're never perfect. Oh, true. And, yeah. and one, every little mistake bites you with the kids. Every little mistake. That's the biggest place you can make the mistakes. It's not, it's not in the courts. The biggest place you can make the mistakes is with your kids in terms of how you respond and react. To Absolutely. Things. Yeah, and, you're spot uh, on. You know. Well, you know. The court stuff you can always fix. What know. I would say so on that. Yeah, we're starting to run out of time. But, but one thing I would say, and this is what I've tried to do for the last few years, well, last, you know, six years, I guess, or so with the kids is like, when you look at a decision, try to look at it like, okay, what's the best for the kids, right? And it's like, what can I do that's, that's, I mean, and I, let me just clarify, you know, not, not to the point where let mom do whatever they want. Uh, and like in your situation, cause that's, you know, that's counterproductive, but it's like, what can you do to accommodate what the kids would do? Like, and and it's and the tough part about that, at least for me in the beginning, is the ex would come up with these double binds, and it's like it was a lose lose, right? It's like if I put my foot down, then I'm the bad guy, and if I allowed it, right. then she's winning. And what I had to do is I had to I had yeah, to I, I had to switch before. that. I, I remember. Yeah, I had to switch that and look at that yeah. and say, okay, I don't care about the ex. The ex is a garbage human being that I would rather never be around ever in my life. So I'm just like black hole. I don't even want to think about her. And I just look at it and it's like, okay, so the kids, you know, are trying to like, let's say this, this in this scenario. And I mean, so the first thing, like you said, it's like, oh, okay, hey, they got something going on. No problem. Um, you know, I'll take them over there. No big deal, which, you know, that's not going to work. You know, your ex is going to freak out and make some reason why. And then you just have to look at it and say, is it, is it worth the fight and how it, like you just said, how it would affect your child? And if, if you kind of default, default back to that saying, okay, there's an event, the kid wants to do it, you know, they want to do it with their mom or the, you know, the mom is the one who's orchestrating it, but it's really important to my kid and they're saying it, you know, it's like, daddy, I really want to do this, then try to make it happen. Right. And, and just, and just try not to let it irritate the crap out of you that you're being manipulated and the, and the kids are being manipulated and the whole thing's being used. Right. Cause you're right. Any mistake you make every yeah. little teeny tiny little minuscule mistake is the ex is going to hyper-focus, put a fricking spotlight and a magnifying glass on it and try to use that to undermine your relationship with your child. I mean, and that's just the reality. Absolutely. Of it. Yeah. It's, it's just so tricky because you know, you don't, I mean, this, this is a little different. I usually give in like the saying, cause I, you know, I also had that parenting coordinator I used to you know about who not yeah, been yeah. on my side we're trying to get her out of the picture so I usually give in because I just realize there's just no winning and if it's over a day or a few hours you know but in this case the the judge is the one who came to this decision and I know they're watching um then doesn't mean that I I, I, I shouldn't still give in but you know well, I feel I, like it's almost like just to make a point out of it in front of him to show him that you know like to highlight her bad behavior yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, see that that's the problem, right? It's a double, it's a double bind. And in that situation, if you're looking like, okay, you're going to have to potentially make some mistakes that might negatively affect your relationship with the kids, but it gets you to the overall goal at the end, then it, then it could be worth it to fight it. It's real dude. And that's the problem with all this is like, it's, it's very nuanced and everything is you know, there's, there's, there's pitfalls and double binds across. I mean, across, I mean, it's like the, the, excuse me, the analogy I was given a minute ago. It's like, okay, you can, all right, you got a, you got a decision. I can hit you in the knee, your right knee, your left with a hammer, left knee, or I can drop a brick on your foot. Uh, your choice, you get to pick, 
you know, pick your poison. And it's like, well, every one of those situations sucks and it does, you know, and then you just have to say, yeah. okay, well, yeah. you know, my right knee is worse than my left. So I guess I'll do my left one because it's in better shape and it'll heal better. I mean, it's, 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 and, and the problem is, is it's so easy to get caught up in that trap to where even just thinking that irritates you and gets you angry and bitter because it's just so it's wrong. Yeah. And, 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 and when you're talking about your knee versus your leg, I mean, the, the choices are clear here. The choices are just so unclear. What, right. Yeah. You know, and, and there, you also know that the, the other parent often in these cases is, is manipulating the kids, you know? And so yeah. sometimes you feel like they're going to do it anyway, so I should fight for it. And you just, there's that big sort of unknown variable here, which is, you know, what, what are they really doing? What are they really saying? How is this playing out between them? And so you just, it's just this yeah. lack of information combined with these bad choices you have to make. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I mean, pro- probably it's in your situation stuff. with the, with, and I'm going to try to wrap this up quick with the, probably the, the best course of action in your situation would be to try to fight it because you just came out of court. The judge just said that you, you're supposed to have this particular time. I mean, unless your attorney says that it's risky and it would, you know, the way it's being set up would blow up in your face and use that as a data point to say, you know, Hey, look, you know, this is what it was said. This is what we're trying to do. You're trying to, I mean, we're talking eight hours and you're already trying to interfere with it. And you know, um, man, it's always something, you know, enjoy your victories when you have them. Because like you said, when you win, they're going to come around and find a way to make it, uh, make you pay for it. So all right, man, we yeah, are actually out of time. Experience. So, cause I got to wrap oh, okay, this up. Dwayne. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. So, you know, I mean, God guys, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying double binds, uh, the bubble binds suck. Um, and you know, realize that you can't come up with a reasonable solution with them. So for the beneficial for, you know, for the benefit of everybody, they're just going to basically try to use the system and everything just to beat you up. And, and this caller who's called in before. I mean, it's just this ongoing, ongoing thing. And, and unfortunately with a high functioning narcissistic toxic person who has the means to just make this as complicated as possible, they are, which is really, it's really just, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's tough. And it comes up into, into constant double binds, just constant trying to make the best of a crappy situation. And there's all kinds of nuances on it. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're going to have to make a decision and just roll with whatever at the time when it's like, okay, I got the best information or I got not the best. I got all the information I'm going to have right now. I have to take everything into account and I'm going to make, try to make the best decision. And the problem is, is there are no really good decisions. So then you get stuck in this mode where it's like, well, should I've done this? I should have done that. You make a decision. It's like, well, was it worth it to do this? Cause now this whole other problem has come up. At the end of the day, you just have to do what's right for you and know that no matter what, I mean, I think this last caller, maybe it was the one before, was talking about how they would they would just, you know, kind of bend the knee, so to speak, and like, all right, fine, thinking that, okay, this person will calm down because they see that I'm trying to be reasonable. And unfortunately, it never works. They're, you're never going to do right in their eyes. So you have to do what's right for you. If you decide to let something pass because it's the right decision for you, fine. But but doing something to try to to mitigate them being a monster, it's never going to work. You got to do what's right for you. So anyways, I'll get to the other comments tomorrow. We're about out of time, so I'll grab those down. Uh, there were some questions that came up that um, Debbie grabbed and uh, copied for me. So I'll start tomorrow's show with that. And on that... I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I know there's a few people in there who are having some some tr- some rough times. Just hang in there, you know. This gets it, it gets easier just because we realize what they're doing, the games they're playing, and it gets to the point where we start to minimize what the heck it is they're doing and the effect it has on us. So on that. Have an outstanding rest of your day. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. All of this stuff's really tough. The other thing I want to do is thank the channel members. Thank you for, for supporting the channel. They are scrolling up on the screen right now. 
really means a lot. And uh, have a great rest of your day.